0: Hey everyone, this is Brian Grasso. I am the uh, founder of Simple Charity and tonight we have a special treat. So even though in the making of season one of Two Coins, I probably did the least, uh, (laughs) the people who did the most, Chris and Christy and Angela, are going to be subjected to my interviewing questions (laughs) so that we can all get to know them better. And um, my first get to know your question is what do you like to do on days when you have no plans and no obligations christy how about
1: you i was just stuck in quarantine for two weeks so i do have some pretty good answers i run a lot so i yeah spent a lot of my quarantine going outside and running um i like to read that's pretty awesome um I, oh, wow, I said this in the first episode, the intro episode, but doing ballet in the house is yeah. um, something I do sometimes. Um, those
2: toes, working those toes. Yeah, working those toes, right?
0: <laughs>
2: um, Chris, you, what do you do on a day when you don't have any other responsibilities? Yeah, I mean, that's been like my life for the past month and a half. So it's been, it's been glorious. Um, <laughs> so my ideal day would be like a series of of different things. So reading Uh, working out, doing some kind of sport, um, Mm. watching sports, like mostly NBA or like NFL, um, doing something with friends, watching a movie, and then like eating really good food or cooking really good food. (laughs) That would be like my... Very important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Sounds like a long day. Is that like 24 hours or like
2: 48? You got to maximize the time. So you got to wake up pretty early for this. Efficiency.
1: (laughs) What time were you waking up, Chris?
2: Well... (laughs) See, not too early, like probably around like seven. Seven would be a good time.
1: Oh, see, I wake up naturally. Oh at seven. my
2: goodness, really? That's not yeah. too
1: early. Yeah. Oh, oh my. I wake up at seven <laughs> every day in quarantine. So
2: that's so. that's kind of impressive. I, to be honest, over <laughs> break I've been waking up at like nine on average. So
0: I think one thing that might be kind of funny to share with our listeners is. Um, some of Angela's sleep schedule, just because with our like friend group, she's like kind of famous for her. Uh, I, let's just say a You're lot famous. of episodes of, of Two Coins may have been edited at three in the morning.
3: Three am theology. Three am theology may not have been recorded at three m but some of them were edited at three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes a difference.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'd love to talk about season one of Two Coins. And transition there. So, yeah. So as we've gone through, I mean, we've heard stories from Uganda, from, from India, from Ukraine. Um, a lot of stories from Africa in season one. Season two will have more stories from, from other regions of the world as well. And, yeah, really amazing stories of ways that God is at work. I, you know, I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day and he said, what I like about two coins is that y'all don't interview famous people, you know a lot of podcasts are like oh let's let's see if we can get this c e o to come and talk and and you know we do some some interviews with experts, but each episode is really about ordinary people, and the amazing stories mm-hmm. that really would go kind of left untold. What has God taught you through the stories in season one?
1: I think one of my favorite things that I've learned comes out of a quote from John Droge in episode Mm. five, he says, most people just assume that because these people speak with an accent, they think with accents.
0: Yeah. That was a really really good quote. Yeah.
1: Um, And I think, yeah, yeah, I fall into that sometimes when I uh, meet someone from a different culture or with an accent um, Mm. or who doesn't get to go um, to a, a very intellectual church or who doesn't get to spend Mm. a year studying theology, um, at a program in New York. Like sometimes I think that they are lesser than me. Mm. Um, and that's so untrue. I have so much to learn from stories of people who trust God in really hard circumstances. Um, yeah, they know God through their suffering and they know God through generosity Mm -hmm. and they know God in their laments and they have to trust God in those places.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, you mentioned the idea of lament and suffering, and I I think that was really a theme of season one. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I I mentioned this in one of the episodes, but I have this missionary doctor friend. I told her I was doing ministry, working with college students. And she said, oh, the one thing you need to teach them is theology of suffering, because it's the thing Mm -hmm. that we miss the most in the Mm -hmm. American church.
3: Mm -hmm. I think that's just we said that in episode one and then Colin said that uh, Colin Rogers Gates in his interview in episode nine and when I was editing that I was like oh wow we just came full circle right here (laughs) with the theology of suffering
2: yeah and I think think, riffing off like something you said Christy about episode five and John like this is just such a cool exposure to Christians who are around the world I think Yeah, Um, that's been like a big benefit for me just like hearing people who know the same God that I worship me, this like kind of just middle-class college student in the U S at Duke university, I worship the same God as, as uh, Claire Hababu. Right. And yeah. thinking about like the global body of Christ, like these Christians have so much to teach me yeah. about what it means to know this God is this idea that Dr. Brian finger talks about that, like you can be materially well off and have economic wealth, but still be like impoverished in your relationships these Christians in, in other parts of the world, even though they often do live in like economic poverty, I don't want to discount that, but they're abundant in so many other ways. And I think that's, yeah, that's right. part yeah. of the, the idea behind the title is two coins, right? Like these, these people are giving and sacrificing. They're not just people who are receiving and like needing. Yeah. These people yeah. are are giving their two coins. Um, so yeah, I think that just, they have a lot to teach yeah. us about what it means to, to practice that abundance. And like Brian, you said, what it means to go through suffering not just go through suffering, but to go through suffering in the same way Christ did, that kind of trust in God, even when you're going yeah. through terrible, evil circumstances.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, trust. the trust. It's ah! exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, the the trust in God, despite our circumstances, is one of the biggest takeaways yeah. for me uh, from all of two coins. Just like mm. episode one will forever be just one of my favorite yeah. episodes of all time. It's a pretty yeah. ugly um, yeah. uh, story. (laughs) it it just claire's story is just incredible the 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 trust that she has in her father it's just so convicting she says like they cannot hang us because they are not the ones who created us i remember when i first heard that i was like dang i don't even know what to make of this like (laughs)
4: like,
3: this is just so bold like i can't they can hang you right but then i thought more about it and i was like that's actually exactly what Jesus said to Pontius Pilate um, Mm. when Pilate said, do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? And Jesus was like, you would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given to you from above. I feel like that was what Claire had been getting at. She's placing her life completely in her father's hands, acknowledging his complete sovereignty, no matter what happens. And I feel like oftentimes it's easy to give people more power and more credit than is due.
0: Totally. I think a lot of these stories push against the narrative that like in America, we have it all figured out in third world countries. It's just this like jungle that, you know, we we should go and like try to help them pull them up. And then the other thing that pushes against is this narrative that like, you know, in America, we have the gospel and in these other countries, You know, we have to like evangelize the heathen or something when in reality, you know, the gospel is thriving right now in sub-Saharan Africa. The gospel is thriving in South Asia. The gospel Mm -hmm. is thriving throughout Latin America. And the gospel is, I mean, the church in America is, is like declining faster than any other point in American history. And so it's, it kind of turns things on its head. It's like, okay, no, actually like we should listen to these stories of these people and be humbled, we need to learn how to be in community with each other. you know we need to learn how to see the people and our neighbors in our lives and and uh, you know treat them as family you know we need to learn how to express our faith in tangible practiced ways and you know have that like that deep reality of faith that Claire had where it's not just something you do on Sunday and it's not just a box you check on a survey or something. Like, oh, if I had to pick a religion, I guess I'm a Christian. You know, for Claire, that's not what faith was. Like for Claire, faith was...
3: seeped into every single part of her life. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just as you speak about um, the heart of the people that we interviewed in Two Coins, um, there's been this part of scripture that has always come to my mind. You'll be able to see many of their stories in this scripture. It's the beginning part of Isaiah 61. Hmm. I'm going to read part of it. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planning of the Lord for the day of his splendor. Just after reading this passage, like to proclaim good news to the poor. Okay. Well, definitely, definitely many of them are doing that. Like the definitely doing that. John Droga definitely doing that, you know, Proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Definitely, definitely Claire and Mm -hmm. Morris. And just, Mm -hmm. you could go through that passage and be like, oh, comfort all who mourn. Like, that's definitely Chitra and Vanilla. That's definitely Kika.
2: Um, And
1: I just love, yeah, seeing them acting out
2: God's mission. So cool. Yeah, and they're Mm -hmm. like continuing the mission of Jesus because... Wasn't like that was the passage that I think Jesus read when he stood up in the synagogue. He read that passage. and He said, "Today it's fulfilled in your presence." Exactly. Boom! Yeah. Mic drop. It's yeah. so good. That passage <laughs> that's Jesus that—that's
0: like yeah, so I epic. know. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> I mean, it's He's like close. it's like either epic or <laughs> it's, like, it's like, <laughs> like this guy's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So like, like comes into church and like reads a passage from Revelation, and they're
2: like, "Today this scripture is fulfilled in your presence." <laughs> 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 You're like, "All right." And I, I think looking at these stories and thinking about the title, two coins, that's both challenging. And it's also like comforting. Like we think about the parable of the widow who is putting in two coins, in the offering box, like those are only two coins. And uh, they weren't, you know, all the other people, the rich people who are donating large sums. It wasn't a lot of money that the widow donated. Um, and the disciples were easy to, were, were ready to just kind of discount that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But Jesus saying, no, like those two coins make a difference in the kingdom of God. So I think it's comforting for me to look at my, two coins and to think about what what do I have, to, even though it's not a lot, what, what do I have to give? Um, but it's also challenging, right? Because the widow, yeah, when she put in those two coins, that was all she had. Like that was everything to her.
3: Mm-hmm. It was a huge sacrifice. I love that we're bringing up sacrifice because that is such a huge part of two coins. I just think back like to the episodes, Vadim, when he came to Christ and he said suddenly all his fear was gone, like all his life he had fear and then it just disappeared. Yeah. And I love that. It was like a defining moment. I think about mm-hmm. how much I live in fear right now. And that keeps me from giving and that keeps me holding on to what I have because I'm afraid of, of losing what I have. So I love when Vadim says that. And I love when he actually starts devoting more time to his wife and like to church uh, and less time to his business. And he said his business prospered when he did that, which is kind of just like a cherry on top kind of thing. Like, you know, we shouldn't expect God to give us things if we sacrifice for him, but it's so cool when God kind of just throws that in, like, you know, you, you sought me first here, you take a business that's prospering Mm -hmm. or when Claire just fully trusted him and you know, refused to deny Christ, even when her fellow prisoners were so that they could get benefits in the prison. Mm. He set her free. It was like, yeah. you know, you, you didn't deny me. So I'm not going to deny you this here. Like, I'm going to show you my power so that everyone else around you can see it too. And it's just yeah. like, it's so good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like it is sacrifice, right? But it's also not like, yes, I think at the end of the day, like, mm. It's not really a sacrifice. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't don't think about like, yeah, it's complicated. Like it is a sacrifice. (sighs) Like you're giving up a lot, but you're also like in the kingdom of heaven, like it's an eternal time span. And and think about the parables in the Bible where Jesus describes the kingdom of God as someone who uh, finds a treasure hidden in a field and then sells all that he has and buys that field or the merchant Mm -hmm. who comes across a pearl a great price mm-hmm. and sells all he has and buys a pearl. So yes, it does involve sacrifice. And like Paul says, if Christ did not rise from the dead, then we are of all people most to be pitied because yeah. it does require sacrifice in this life on earth. And like, I don't think any of the people in mm-hmm. two coins would necessarily like voice that and say, like I sacrifice this, but it's obvious, right? Like they gave up, gave up a lot to do the kind of work they're doing. There's there's the rewards in heaven, and there's also just the experience of God and the the kind of abundant life that he offers, which I think is, is far more precious than anything that the world has to offer. Jim Elliott has that famous quote that he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. Honestly, um uh, we are gathered here tonight in on the Zoom call in order to record a bonus episode of Two Coins. But honestly, I really am just feeling like I needed this conversation like my soul needed this conversation.
3: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and <that like> the <laughs> Lord is fun. Like
0: in real time, just strengthening my faith. You know, okay. we're Westerners. We like to think that faith is individual. Um, really, the substance of that like spark in us that believes in the existence of God is fanned into flames by, mm. by the people around us and um. Yeah, I just want to say that you know, it, throughout 2020 and this hard year, that I have learned so much from you three. From
3: me too.
0: Um, yeah. and that honestly, I'm just like really grateful for this community, and um, yeah, yeah. really grateful for just the ways the Lord has um used. Two Coins, I mean, yeah. Like, y'all have become just really close friends. And uh, that's something I, I didn't yeah. really expect yeah. when starting to make this podcast. Um, <laughs> that has just been uh, just a joy. Yeah. Yeah, like this then. would be the time
2: for a group hug. I know.
0: <laughs> 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 <for your person. laughs>
3: uh, um, I had one more kind of thing I wanted to add in. Please. Um, I feel like Two Coins really... Opened up my eyes to really serious issues around the world that like I had never heard of before. I had no idea you could get sentenced to be hung in Iran for carrying drugs, or that trafficking was so widespread, or had no idea that there was a mandatory death sentence in Kenya. I didn't even know about period poverty. Like, yeah. So it, it definitely exposed a lot of my ignorance. But two coins isn't just about like shocking Westerners into you know, maybe doing something about these devastating atrocities in other countries. And it's not about pity either. Like they don't want you to feel bad for them. They want you to rejoice in the ways that Mm. God made a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert every time. You think about the converse of all those shocking things. Like in the same vein, I had no idea people could get law degrees while in prison. Like, what? Or that... I didn't know what microfinance institutions even were, or what a transit monitor is. The
4: so menstrual there's cup so is
3: a <laughs> I, I didn't know I, I knew I, what a menstrual <laughs> cup was.
2: Guys, yeah, all like our <laughs> male listeners,
3: <laughs> a little more informed at this point. Yeah. I didn't really know that they could be like a redemptive product. You know, yeah. we yes. just there's so many shockingly good things in the midst Mm. of all the shockingly bad. Mm. And I can't really overlook those. Mm. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Chris and Christy for all the countless hours you poured in, um, (laughs) recording and re-recording and (laughs) re-recording and and (laughs) re-recording. Like y'all don't even know how many times (laughs) (laughs) these two hosts right here (laughs) recorded. And you don't know how many times...
1: I sent Angela a recording that was just like, ugh, and I would keep my voice in there like that because I wanted her to know how frustrated I was.
3: <laughs> yeah, I should have kept those in. I should breath. do
2: that. That's a good idea.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for inconveniencing yourselves, guys, mm-hmm. and
4: you know, yeah, yeah, recording totally.
3: in cl- in closets and just all <laughs> sorts of Under sleeping bags in a locker
2: surrounded yeah. by my mom's uh, toilet paper stash oh. <laughs> for COVID.
3: yeah couldn't have could done without you guys
2: thank you for editing and illustrating yes
3: my pleasure
0: well what can our listeners look forward to in season two lots more stories,
2: <laughs> from stories
1: from some, some toes,
4: <laughs> <That'd be even> <laughs> toes. toes.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i think so i started doing some of the interviews for season two um And yeah, it's, it's, uh, the stories are really powerful. I think it's, it's really cool that Christy and I can do the interviews firsthand now. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. that was just sort of a constraint that we were working in for, for the first season. And yeah, the stories I think are just more geographically diverse than we've, we've done in season one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a lot of wild stories of people who have gone through things like war and fleeing war and becoming refugees, child soldier, yeah. Child soldiers, um, People who were imprisoned for very long periods of time, put in solitary confinement. Mm.
0: Um,
2: but I think again, you know, it's it's it comes down to those similar themes that we talk about of, of people who have been transformed by God's love and are now sharing that love with their communities. So
0: awesome. Well, um, Angelo, do you mind praying for us? And yeah, just praying for the Lord to use season one of Two coins as it continues to to go out in the world.
3: Yeah, sure. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we offer two coins to you. I thank you for just the privilege it's been to rejoice with our brothers and sisters around the world um, and for all the ways that their stories have taught us more about the love that you have for us and the love that you call us to share with others. And also just for the ways that you've knitted us closer together as the body of Christ. Uh, continue to multiply, not just two coins, the podcast, but also just each of our own two coins as we continue to learn what it means to sacrifice for you. I ask your blessing on each of our listeners right now. I thank you for every one of them. And I ask your blessing, too, on every person we've featured in season one. Be with them as they do your kingdom work around the world. And use season one for your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, I'm Amanda Sherman, the Director of Students at Simple Charity. I want to tell you about Simple Charities College Chapters. We desire to see a movement of Christian students fighting global poverty, and our chapters are just that. They grow together in Christ-centered communities as they delve into Bible studies about poverty alleviation. They also advocate for restorative justice through blog posts and events. And they fundraise for trustworthy charities like the ones featured in Two Coins. If you're a college student, I would love to get to know you. You can contact me at at amandasimplecharity.org. I look forward to connecting with you.
4: What's up? (laughs) Hi, I'm Andrew, and I'm a junior at Duke University. I'm currently serving as the president of the Duke Simple Charity chapter, and I first became involved with Simple Charity my freshman year when I found Simple Charity at the Fall Activities Fair and went to the interest meeting, um, and I just really resonated with the mission statement. Um, back in those days, the mission statement began with the phrase, compelled by God's grace. And that really, I think, just compelled me. Um, I think God was speaking to me in that moment, um, showing me that the service types of organizations I had thought of before were. So much sweeter when they were focused on his ultimate mission. And we've wrestled with how to do more effective fundraisers, how to grow in size. But I think ultimately, it has been most encouraging just to be the church and to grow in reading his word and prayer and knowing what he desires from us. Simple charity at Duke, the greatest impact it has had is changing hearts of college students. Um, And that's a outcome that is an impact of eternal consequence.
2: Thank you, Amanda. And thank you, Andrew. Friends, I'm so grateful for you, our listeners. Thank you for journeying with us through season one of Two Coins. I'm grateful for all of you who've written reviews and given us positive, encouraging feedback and donated to Simple Charity because of listening to our episodes. Now, as we wrap up the season, it's crazy, right? I want to point you guys to our new Two Coins website at simplecharity.org slash podcast. On the site, you can actually read the story behind Two Coins, how we all came together and formed this podcast. You can listen to our episodes and you can even give to the featured charities that we talk about in these various episodes. hundred percent, all of your giving through this site is going to go to the charity that you designate. We're still a startup nonprofit in just our second year with full-time staff And our mission is to help Christians practice solidarity with the global poor. If Two Coins has been a blessing to you, I want
1: to personally invite you to consider giving to Simple Charity monthly. This will help us make seasons two and three. We have a vision of collecting about 30 stories from people around the world. These are either stories of people who have overcome poverty themselves or who help others overcome poverty. And I can't think of a better way to learn about practicing solidarity with the poor and by listening
2: to the stories told in people's own voices about how God worked in their lives. You can learn more about giving to Simple Charity at simplecharity.org slash core. That's simplecharity.org slash C-O-R-E. Your giving actually fuels all of Simple Charity. Our call chapters, our charity evaluation research, our devotional content, and even, of course, this podcast. We could not do this work without your generous support. We really couldn't. Thank you so much. And see you in season two.
1: Abraham had Isaac, Isaac, he had Jacob, Jacob, he had Judah and his kin. I don't then take this Pharaoh, pain, Isaac medicine. Yeah. came from Judah's woman, Tamar. Not yeah, and according to the International Justice Mission, human trafficking continues to generate $150. <laughs> That's not much.
2: <laughs> that is not huge.
1: Yeah, and in the last decade or so, human trafficking has. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I think sustainable change is absolutely crucial for Uganda because I think, why is it crucial?
1: (laughs) Um, It's to address greater issues and also nip them in the butt. Um,
2: you say nip them in the butt? (laughs) And also. (laughs) And I imagine that it's also very unlikely that women actually teach too, right? Is that true or is it?
1: I have no information about that. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, leave that to the to the listeners to explore in further detail. The Congo actually has their own Me Too movement. Christy, you might be able to help me pronounce this because
1: you yeah, speak French. I speak French. I speak French. I can't speak English, though. <laughs> so when I'm thinking about sustainable change, perhaps we could decrease the statistics in people who perhaps we could decrease Perhaps we could decrease the statistics. This, oh my gosh. Perhaps we could decrease the statistic and people who got out of cop, people who got out of poverty. Would, okay, I can't talk. <laughs> Ruth G. married Boaz, who had Obed, who had Jesse. Jesse, he had David, who we know as king. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>